Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mayor On Air podcast. I, of course, am the mayor of Hinchtown, James Hinchcliffe, here at Sirius 212 XM 209. And uh, we are here at Barber Motorsports Park in a very noisy media center because there's cars on track, so we apologize for any of the background noise. Uh, I apologize on behalf of Buzzkill Brian, the producer of this show, for picking another location with a lot of noise and poorly timed and all the rest of it. But that's neither here nor there. Ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to be uh, joined in today's podcast by a living legend, a walking miracle of a racing driver, Mr. Sebastian Bourdais. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm just glad that you didn't introduce me as the one who's like going to kind of cause the noise in the room or something like that. <laughs> no, no. I thought that was coming my way. This was like, not geez. your fault. This is all on Buzzkill. Um, not only, you know, is he multi-time champion, uh, races sports cars, Formula One IndyCar, he's done it all. He's the current points leader of the Verizon IndyCar series, which is pretty cool. Now, before we get into that, what you're going to do, something we always do at the start of the show, we ask our guests if they'd ever actually heard an episode of the show before. No, I haven't no. actually. That's, that's okay. Sorry, James. No, no, literally no, no we're on episode, what, 25, 6 now? Seven. 27. Still not one person's ever listened Somebody's to the show. Somebody's not doing his job at promoting it. <laughs> right? Obviously. I wasn't going to blame. I'm le- He's jumped right on the, the blame buzzkill train. This is great. <laughs> so one of my new favorite guests on the show. So, I mentioned it. Let's talk about it. You switched to Dale Coyne Racing for 2017. You've been there before. You get reunited with uh, Craig Hampson, the dream team from your you know unstoppable run of champ car titles. And now you're leading the championship after two rounds with a first and second place. Not bad, Sebastian. Uh, yeah, it's it's a little better than not bad, and uh, definitely not one that we would have uh, put any. Uh, I, I, let's put it this way: I've been asked a couple of times what uh, what you know I thought and expectations and this and that. I'm like, man, if there was any bookmaker that would have put any kind of money on that. I think it'd be pretty rich by now, and, uh, and I certainly didn't put any, so I didn't really think it was possible either myself, but uh, I'll take it, man. I mean, you know how tough that series is, and uh, you know, to just come out the way we did, and uh, you know, with a new program, and putting the, a band back together, kind of, but in a different environment, with different tools, different limitations, different environment, is always difficult, and, uh, and you know, we, we got lucky on the first one. We, when we got there, we you know, obviously made it happen, but um, you know you got you got screwed, and, and we got we got the lucky hand on that one. And then Long Beach was uh, kind of an average, a good weekend that turned into an average weekend. And uh, and honestly, I, I I had to watch the race to understand what happened because <laughs> how you got there. Well, yeah, because okay, we started 12th, then TK had a little incident with uh, with his teammate and then uh, you know we, we got a big piece of debris knocked the rear wing off and so we come in the pits and allegedly we start the race last and from there you're like okay well that doesn't really look so great uh, you guys are running up front and this and that and uh, and we're taking the start four laps in dead last and uh, and didn't really think we had a great car so it was like all right, and then uh, we we had, we had decided to stick to the two-strap strategy anyway, so that was not a question, even less now that we had been able to top up. And yeah, I I really had to watch the race to understand because I kept hearing on the radio everybody who went to the three-stop strategy kind of opened the road for us, and we just kind of cruised around and and did our thing, hit the fuel number just like you guys. And uh, the next thing I know, it's like you hear eight, six, fourth. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, when are the three stoppers gonna kind of come back running at us or something and then you know obviously uh, they didn't and then that first yellow kind of helped us to make it but uh, I think we would have probably finished fifth sixth 
which you know from that still, that's from still where it was would have been amazing you know so, you, you nearly did another last to first you did last on a restart to second so pretty impressive now obviously obviously it's not exactly recreating Newman Haas racing no. and, and Dale Coyne's not Newman Haas but when Newman Haas shut down but being being two Chicago-based teams, a lot of the mechanics and some of the personnel ended up at Dale Quinn Racing. Now, like I said, you brought uh, Craig Hampson back into the mix. Does it kind of feel like a baby Newman Haas a little bit? A little, a little version of it. Um, like, what is the atmosphere like, like there? What's it like it's, at Dale It's very different because, you know, we're, we're very short on staff. Um, you know, everybody's on the road. Uh, there's nobody that stays shop base except the painter. Um, but uh, it's, it's still... You know, mostly the, the, the spirit of Dalcon Racing, being the small team it's always been, uh, trying to be cost-efficient and uh, and just, you know, going racing. And, uh, you know, you know Craig, he's a, he's, he's a perfectionist, so I think he'll, he'll always look at the flows and, and things, but at the end of the day, I think everybody's pretty pretty happy, you know. Obviously, the, the start and the results really help, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just really, really cool to see... Uh, you know the, the the vibe, and hopefully we can keep it going. And at least, you know, the the goal was always to try and be a top five contender. Um, you know, not come rolling in with a win in the second place. Just so, collecting trophies left, right, center. You know, we we'll see how long that lasts if we can if we can. But I mean, you know, as long as we feel like we're a factor and and, and we're in the mix, we'll be we'll be plenty happy with that. So the first two races, obviously, street courses went well. Now we're here to the first permanent road course at Barber. Uh, I seem to recall you testing pretty well here at the open test. So how are uh, what's what's the general vibe coming into the barber race? Uh, no, actually we, we didn't have a good test here. Um, we uh, we had a really good test at Sonoma, um, but we had, a, we had a pretty average test. We tried something and then we were stuck with it. Um, so we, we kind of tried different things, but never really found what we were looking for. We had a lot of understeer, uh, and so you know we'll see we'll see how whatever we thought for here would be a fix that we try at Sonoma which kind of tied the thing up together and hopefully it works out otherwise we'll, we'll have to keep thinking do you like the track here at Barber? yeah yeah very much so uh, you know we've been very fortunate the last two years with Olivier at KVSH we, we had a, a really good car and you know we, we, we still hold the track record which I don't think this year is going to fall because I don't think the tires are as good yeah, this year it did seem to be a bit of a struggle you at know, the test. <laughs> uh, but you never know with IndyCar you know sometimes it's, it's full of surprises so uh, hopefully that one stays uh, I'm pretty proud of that lap it was a pretty pretty good one uh, <laughs> be pretty committed around here so yeah <laughs> but uh yeah we'll see you know so what what races are you looking forward to the most you know left in the season i mean obviously i mean indy's kind of its own thing but um you are with a smaller team but you've had success already early on are there races you're really looking forward to getting to are there races you're maybe kind of not so much looking forward to I don't know. I mean, everything is kind of new, right? I mean, it's the first year for me with the Honda kit and the, the Honda engine package in general. So I, I don't really know what to expect in a lot of places. Um, I, I really love Watkins last year. Um, you know, one of my favorite places, Road America. I've always been strong at Toronto. So, you know. I'll, I'll definitely hope to be giving you a run for your money over there. Uh, or just some tips, because I'm not usually very good there. I could use all the help I can That's get. That's all right. I think last year you, you got it. Last year you I got, got the lucky yellow. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and lie like we drove our way to third on merit. But but yeah, I mean there's there's a, just a lot of you know open questions and and no, I'm just mostly looking forward to the season. I think as uh, this you know just very happy to be given the opportunity by Dell to just kind of put that group together, and it was really my idea. And uh, so, you know, when it's kind of your baby, it's that much more 
rewarding when it works out. And I've said time and time again, racing, it's not about, it's not about cars or engines or tires, it's about people. And you know, you and Dale and everybody put together a really good group of people there and, uh, and it's showing really early. Um, now, Sebastian, before we head to the first break, there's something I always like to do. Uh, if, you, if you exclude you and me, just so that it's not weird, uh, give me your prediction for top three at, uh, at the Honda Grand Prix of Alabama here. Any, any order. Uh, Who's going to be on the podium? And a podium, I don't know. I mean, on pace, it looked like Will and, and, and Dixie, I think, are you know always very, very strong. They, they showed strong out of the box right away at the test. Who's, another, who's a wild card for yeah. a podium spot? I don't know. It's it's so wide open, right? You you, you looked at the uh, the open test. It was, what, 10 cars again in a couple of tents. So yeah. um, uh, I hope we're one of the two <laughs> fair enough all right we're gonna head to our first break but we need you as is customary and tradition here on the show to give us a song that we will play during the break jeez uh, let's go with some placebo or something like that placebo yeah all right we can do that all right guys we will be back uh, with more from Sebastian Bourdais right after this uh, Sirius 212 XM209 Stress die lying here charms 
are back to the Mayor on Air podcast, and uh, after discussing the complications of racing with glasses, uh, sticking them in helmets and what have you, we are back, of course, with four-time champion Sebastian Bourdais, current championship leader Sebastian Bourdais. Sebastian, you came and started racing in the U.S. in 2003, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And where did you live when you first moved here? Did you go straight to St. Pete? No, I spent six months in Miami because uh, Bruno was pretty much the only guy I knew in the U.S. <laughs> and of and, course, uh, being Brazilian, he lives in Miami. And he was, uh, you know, he, he was helping me out to understand the the ropes of you know living in the states. Uh, it was the first time I ever lived <laughs> anywhere outside of my parents' house too. Uh, it's super super bold to have Bruno Jinkera be your like cultural guide to the United yeah, States of America. You know he's a he's a pretty uh, normal down to earth guy. So you know I could I could have gone more wrong than it that. It could have gone worse. Could have gone worse. Okay. Could have gone so, with TK. Imagine that. Oh no 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 no. At least you didn't go with Elio, or else you'd still be speaking French because he somehow has been here for like. 30 years and struggles with English more than anybody I know that's lived in an English-speaking country for that long. Elio, I love you, but come on, man. Uh, hey, Tagliani was no better. Tagliani could, I mean, he still didn't know that there was an S on the end of the word series. Everything was the IndyCar series. <laughs> he used to drive his iPhone nuts. I thought it was tough. It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, so you moved to St. Pete. After that, you were six months in Miami, then straight to St. Pete? No, Tampa, uh, actually. Uh, Claire, my wife-to-be, uh, got a full scholarship to run for USF in Tampa. Okay. And so we uh, we spent a year and a half over there, and then she got her bachelor's degree. And uh, and yeah, then uh, then we really liked St. Pete, because that's where the first race was. And we were right from Miami on the Skyway Bridge, and it was like, oh, look at this place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since we had spent a year and a half in Tampa, we, we, we met some friends and the promoter of the race in St. Pete and, and kind of really got to understand and see what the St. Pete and Tampa Bay area was like. And we found a house on the north of uh, downtown St. Pete on the water and kind of never looked back from there. Fair enough. And it's, it is a beautiful place. I can certainly see the appeal. Uh, so from 2003, you lived in the United States. You did a brief stint back in Europe during your Formula One days, right? Yeah, I went back to uh, went back to Europe. Spent uh, two years in Switzerland when we were in F1, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, and then went back to France after the F1 stint for for two years as well. Built a big house, did barely finish it, and then Peugeot pulled the plug, and we went back to the US and left. <laughs> okay, so you've had a fair amount of time living here in the US. I want to know just how American you've become. Oh shoot! So we're gonna do a little quiz here. Okay, uh, these are multiple choice questions. You'll give me the answers, and then at the end, we'll have a little bit of a calculation that'll s explain just how American you are. So, question number one What are you most thankful for on Thanksgiving Day? Is it Mother Earth, freedom, family, or food? Well, me, it's family. You personally, family? That's perfect. That's all we need to know. How does your computer work, Buzzkill? <laughs> uh, okay, this is weird. All right. Question number two. <laughs> this one's an Everybody's one. giggling. That's a bad sign. Well, no. The, I hope you're going to get this one right. The metric system sure does suck, doesn't it? That's the question. Answer is yes, it does. Inches and pounds, baby. Or two, I don't know. It's got some advantages. Oh, I... A. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... No, I'm 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 still French, you know. I mean, I so I, love, I love I love America, but no, if no, anybody's still, hey. trying to convince me that the metric system doesn't make any sense, I'm, I'm from Canada, bro. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. 
Which American hero do you most identify with? Actually, in the room right now, we have a bunch of well, a bunch of people on the metric <laughs> system, and then Buzz Bryant. He is he is the lone soldier representing the red, white, and blue right now. Which American hero do you most identify with? Washington for his leadership, Franklin for his scientific mind, Jefferson for his philosophy, Lincoln for his determination, or Martin Luther King for his dreams? Oh, they're far better than I am, so I can't identify to any of those people. What's the closest? I feel like you can't go wrong. I feel like all these answers are pretty American, so you really can't go wrong. I don't know. I would say, I mean, obviously, the, the, there's a, a massive color difference, but I think I, I would go more along with Martin Luther King. Massive color difference. There is. But every, we're all dreamers. We're, we're all, we raise cars for a living. We're dreamers. I get it. Okay. Uh, which do you believe should be emphasized more in the American edu education system? <laughs> Reading, apparently. Uh, critical thinking, real-life business skills, the influence of other cultures, or God and country? Well, I'm, I'm turning out to be a really poor American right now, so I'm just going to keep going with the flow, but uh, uh, I'd say culture. Culture. I had, I, had my, I had my cursor over that one because I had a feeling that's what you were going to go with. I feel like I'm learning a lot about you. What does the phrase, the pursuit of happiness, mean to you? Building a home and a family, building a business, creating a better world for everyone, or expressing yourself? Wow. I, Pursuit it, of happiness. It doesn't really. I, I don't. Uh, I don't see any of uh, any of the answers uh, really representing uh, the pursuit of happiness for me. It just. Uh, for him, it's winning. It's winning any car races. No, yeah. For me, it would be a, a balanced life with, uh, you know, yeah, balanced life. Where I'm gonna go with that one. Home and family. That sounds closest to balanced life. Uh, okay, we are halfway done. Oh boy. <laughs> I want you to know, we did not preview this quiz. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it either. I, I okay. wish I had. You haven't seen it. We haven't seen it, but I think you... Uh, I'm just gonna, There's no way to... Okay. Who saved France's ass back in World War II? A, is it America? Or B, I think some other countries may have also been involved. I, w I would say America pretty, pretty America? legit. Okay. All right. As a Canadian, I take offense to that. I'm pretty sure we helped out, but that's cool. But that's there cool. are other countries, I agree. But... Yeah. But, all right. Which, well, I can't believe that question was in there. Listen, listen. There's a funny joke going around. If, if America had not come to our rescue, we'd be speaking German right now. Fair. True. All right. Which environment is most suitable for raising kids? Urban, suburban, rural, or small town? He's looking at me like he doesn't know half of these words. I haven't heard the beginning of the question. Which environment is most suitable for raising kids? Urban in the city, suburban in the burbs, rural in the in the sticks, or small town feel? I'm a small town guy, so. Small town guy. <laughs> oh, is Lamar a small town? Yeah. What's the best part of America's <laughs> most popular unofficial holiday, the Super Bowl? Is it the friends, family, and booze? The commercials? The game? Or I think sports are a waste of our precious time. Commercials are pretty priceless. The commercials are pretty much what most Americans watch the Super Bowl for. Unless you're from one of the two cities playing. All right, a couple left. Which of the following would you consider America's greatest strength? Natural resources, multiculturalism, economy, or constitution? Mm, I'd say constitution. Constitution? That sounds super American. I think you're going to get bonus points for that one. <laughs> The sound of multiple languages being spoken in an international metropolis like Washington, D.C. is dot, dot, dot. That's just life. 
A bit disconcerting. More English, please. Good for business or music to my ears? I like multicultural, so I'd say music to my ears. Music to my ears. I Yeah, that would make sense. I, I assumed more English, please, wasn't going to be your answer. All right, two left. Which class of Americans do you feel is getting the short end of the stick these days? Wow, this is a deep quiz. Let's go. We, we need, we need deep, to. We got real deep, real fast. We gotta look People are either going to think I'm a total douchebag or they're going to go on board and think I'm okay. All right, who's getting the short end of the stick? The poor, minorities, the middle class, job creators. Wow. That's a tough one. I'm well, actually, there's another option. It's we're all going to be on the short end of the stick without more environmental protections. Yeah, go with that. that <laughs> Alright, last question. What is your favorite mo- what is your favorite moment from the movie Independence Day starring Will Smith? Is it Will Smith punching an alien in the face? The stirring speech given by the president before he jumps in a fighter jet to dogfight with aliens. The rest of the world waiting for the USA to organize the counterattack, or I'm not familiar with this film. No, I've seen the film. Uh, I'm not sure I can I can go deep in the analysis of the film. It's pleasant to watch, but uh, as far as the, uh, less, the life lessons, I'm not quite sure it's really telling. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll go with America saving the world on this one. All right, all right, here we go. You're just, you're just trying to get a better score now. Yes. We are getting your results. We are calculating the answers, analyzing responses. You are a global citizen and you are 100% American. There you go. Yo, that you, qualifies me for the green card and the citizenship? Absolutely. You're Jeez. hired. You're I'm hired. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, back with more from Sebastian Bourdais after he gives us another song to play. Uh, Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine. All right, here we go. Back more just after this. Regrets collect like old friends. Here to relive your darkest moments. I can see no in a world and all of the goons come out to play and every demon wants his pound of flesh but I'd like to keep some things to myself I'd like to keep my shoes strong it's always darkest before the dawn and I've been a fool and I've been blind 
And we are back to the mayor on air with Mr. Sebastian Bourdais, points leader of the Verizon IndyCar Series at present, hoping to leave Barber Motorsports Park, where we currently are, still holding on to that points advantage. Now, but Sebastian, you have a different point of view, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, ten, yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, it's going to be tough. You got a pretty got a pretty healthy margin there at the moment, so it'd be tough to lose all that in one go. Um, we are now heading into the third and final segment of the show, which is one of my favorites. It's a little segment we like to call Trick or Tweet. And the concept is very simple. We let our guest, in this case, you, choose. You either get to perform a very well-thought-out, well-rehearsed, choreographed, elaborate magic trick using many props, or you can answer Twitter questions from fans. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's uh, that's it's weird. I thought maybe, but I thought we had one, Buzz. I thought this was gonna be the first guy that that, that bit on the whole. Uh, You're not taking thing. many chances here, don't you? It's. I'm just waiting for the one guy that shuts me up and shows up with a really big magic drink. Okay. Uh, Michael would like to know, after saying good luck, uh, what is your favorite racing movie? Uh, Do you just like default to Le Mans? Or no, I think Rush was. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed Rush. I think it was uh, it was true to the to the story. Uh, I think it painted a really good landscape of F1 the way it was, and and I think what a lot of us are missing from those days. Very good. Except the casualties and did, did you the did you like did you like movies like Le Mans Grand Prix like the older school? Yeah, I did. It's it's just obviously I think uh, it's it's tougher to kind of really enjoyed them as much as we probably would have or could have back in the day because technology has gone so far CGI and beyond. and all yeah. the rest of it. I, f I feel you. That was a good movie. Good movie. And uh, that James Hunt character was awesome. Um, Caleb has an interesting question. Uh, he says, since you probably won't do a magic trick, Caleb's obviously a frequent listener of the Mare on Air, uh, if you had to do a magic trick... What would you do, or like, what is the coolest magic trick you've ever seen? Uh, they all drive me nuts. Oh, really? Not uh, a fan of illusions. No, no, I, lo illusions, I love Michael. it, but it's just like it's in the oh, meantime. You can't figure it out. Yeah, because it's yeah. just like it's like how the hell the do they way. do that? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm a good uh, I'm a good crowd, so I get uh, yeah. I, I just get really impressed by a lot of things in magical stunts and, and do, stuff. Do you have a favorite magician? No. You know, not, like not, I wouldn't even David know the Blaine name. David Blaine or no. David Copperfield? Or, are they all David? It wouldn't be David Copperfield, that's no? for sure. No? That's he's just too much of a show. Too much of a show? Yeah. He's such a sellout. Uh, all right. Sky would like to know, if you, if you played any other professional sport, what would you do? If you had to play, if you saw yourself playing another sport, what would it be? Let's put it this way. I... I, I I didn't distend myself to any kind of uh, <laughs> I'm with you. soccer, basketball. I, Even I put, French, you know, I did like put a lot of heart in it. I can tell you that, but the the chances of me making any kind of money out of it, and and now I picked up golf and I just as bad. So really, okay. But so okay, if you had to pick one that you could be good enough at to be professional, what would it be? Um, I think it'd be golf. Golf? Yeah. Is that because it's like very low risk and you can do it until you're 106? <laughs> Because that's why I would oh, you, do it. You're gonna you're gonna get a lot of heat with this. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I hate golf. I I'm no good at it. I don't enjoy playing it. I don't enjoy watching it. I, I respect I just like, it because yeah. it's incredibly difficult, which is why I don't like playing it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I just like the challenge. I like the the control you have to have over yourself to to be able to play around without. 
throwing the clubs in the water and, and starting screaming and shouting and insulting the ball and the club, which really have nothing to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. I think that tree moved and, and that jumped right in front of my ball. That's what I'm convinced of. Do you prefer, like, have you ever, I know you, I'm assuming the answer is no, but like the, the kind of more traditional quote unquote team sport environment, is that appealing to you at all? Or do you kind of prefer, yeah, would you prefer I, like tennis and golf? Over no, something like uh, soccer or football. I enjoyed I enjoyed playing soccer as a kid mm -hmm. uh, and I, I played with the F1 team when I was back in in, in Europe um, that was fun uh, I enjoyed collective sports like volleyball beach volley or I'm, I'm just no good at it but I mean I, I, I love the the team spirit and, and things like that I mean we we're very often the time you know we've, it's us in the car and obviously it's a much bigger organization and everybody needs to work together but for the most part when you're in the car it's just yourself right. against yourself trying to do the best job possible for everybody that's working with you so uh, yeah I like the fact that you know the interaction and trying to make the team function and yeah I very right. much enjoyed basketball as well it was basketball yeah we have a good team in Le Mans as well actually you know who's really bad at basketball Scott Dixon which I only bring up, normally I wouldn't just bring up something that a friend of mine was bad at. The problem is that Scott is so good at everything else on earth, I feel the need to spread the word that there is in the, fact- At least there's something thing, he's not good at? There's one thing that I might actually be better, and I'm not good at basketball, I'm a five foot nine white guy. I'm not a good basketball player by any stretch. But let me tell you, Scott Dixon is terrible at basketball, which makes it just, it just that little, one little sliver of my heart happy that there's something that he's not just insanely good at naturally without seemingly having to try that hard. Gotta hate him, Scott. Um, so Cooper, who's you gotta a, get out of his system. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good now. I mean, he's he's just he's so good at every element of motorsports. Any kind of car he wins, he's starts, restarts, saving fuel, in laps, out laps, passing, defending. Every kind of car he drives in, he's good looking. He's you know wealthy. He's got a gorgeous wife, amazing kids. Life is just perfect. If you're Scott Dixon, unless you're on the basketball court. So Cooper, um, big fan of the show, who often uh, contributes questions, and we love Cooper's contributions because they're always a little edgy. Uh, Cooper would like to know, if you had to, so you cannot back out on this, you can't say, oh, I wouldn't do that, because we know you would, none of us would, but if you had to, which driver would you fight in a steel cage match? Does that exist? Yeah, unfortunately, that's a real thing. Yeah, okay. Human beings do that. You see, I don't, I don't watch much TV, so you see, I'm, I'm caught by surprise here. If you were stuck in an octagon with another, who would you want to fight? And you can, you can, you can angle this as the guy that I think I'm most likely to beat, because that's what I would want to do. Yeah, I guess I would say Taku, but I don't know. Maybe he knows like some ninja stuff that I'm that's not true. aware of. So, that's true. But that's he the lightest and smallest that guy, small, so yeah, I might you, have the better chance you've there. You've got good reach on him, so that could actually be pretty good. You've got wingspan on him. Not speed. that I have anything against Taku, but yeah. No, no, this is... I'd, this go, is, I'd go for the the, the, the this, one that I might not get a beat out it's of. A, it's, it's a matter of survival, man. I get it. That's a good choice. It's a very good choice. All right, we're going to wrap up with a question from Zoe, who asks... Uh, as a cycling fan, are you a cycling fan? Is this true? Yeah. Or is she just guessing? Okay. Good. We got we got really dedicated, knowledgeable fans here on the Marinara. I love that. As a cycling fan, how much of the Tour de France route have you cycled yourself, if any? None. None? Do you watch well, it? I mean, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, the, the part that went through La Salle, which, you know, there is some of it. Um, I've always wanted to do uh, the mountain stages, um, but it's always during, you know, the racing season. And I've never really been able to because then all the the mounts and everything then it's too cold right. when we can do it. So yeah. I've, I've never 
had the chance. Yeah. But is that bucket list item maybe in Kinda. retirement days? Just yeah. go do some of the routes there? Yep. Very cool. Very cool. All right. That is all the time that we have, Sebastian. Thank you so much for, for giving us your time. Really appreciate that. My friend, best of luck uh, at Barber this weekend and continued luck for the rest of the season. Very cool to see you and, uh, and Dale Quinn racing up at the top. It is a uh, fun story to follow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to another episode of The Mayor on Air. I'm James Hinchcliffe signing off. Thanks so much for listening.